Welcome to the Amplify You podcast with your host, me, moi, Danielle, where I interview entrepreneurs from all different types of businesses and share their story and amplify them. I am so excited to share each and every one of them with you. And maybe you're going through an entrepreneurial journey and you might see yourself within them and that might help help elevate you. So I'm stoked. I hope you are. So stay tuned. This is going to be an incredible ride. Welcome, welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here. And today I have an incredible woman with me. Her name is Kayla. You might have seen her on the show called Selling OC. And I, what I was really inspired by was her story and how truly authentic she was. So I, Kayla, I'm going to pass you the mic and kind of do a little intro of yourself and we'll go from there. Okay. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on, Daniel. Of course. Um, Danielle, I'm so sorry. No, all good. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. So you, just like what you said, most people know me from the show on Netflix. Um, but, you know, most, most importantly for me, I'm a mom, full-time mom. Um, I'm a speaker, I'm a coach, and um, I just brought back my podcast called Pain to Power. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited for that. So yeah, I mean, I wear a lot of hats. <laughs> I think that's what's kind of special about you in so many ways is because what I, like I was saying in the beginning is what I was kind of inspired by the most about you by watching the show was, you know, how authentic you were, but yet like you're, you're a single mom. And I saw the hustler in you and you, you know, and I kind of want you to start from there. Like, what was the journey like on the show? And what, first of all, what got you into real estate? Um, okay. Long, super long story short. Mm-hmm. Um, so prior to real estate, I was in the beauty industry for 10 years. Okay. So I was a cosmetologist. Um, let me, let me actually back up just a little more so you guys can really understand everyone that's listening to this. So, um, I got pregnant at 17 mm-hmm. and, um, it was not something that was accepted, accepted in my family. So, um, I basically left home at the age of 17 pregnant, um, to provide and take care of my baby because my family didn't accept that. So, um, I started, you know, my journey off very extremely young, Mm -hmm. um, you know, with no life experience. So I had to grow up very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had multiple jobs, two to three jobs, um, the good thing about being a young mom is I had the energy to work mm-hmm. pretty much all day and all night. So I could have a two hour nap and, and be okay. <laughs> so <laughs> when you're in your mid thirties, now I'm in my mid thirties, mm-hmm. um, is very different. I need my eight, nine hours. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> I feel you, I feel you on that. <laughs> So I was always working two to three jobs. Um, father's not in the f- uh, picture. He never was. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't get child support from him. So, you know, you said it, I've always been the provider. So I had to make it work. Um, so I tried going to college uh, because I thought that was the thing that you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I went and it was just an epic fail. Um, I couldn't, I could not go through all the classes. And if I'm not interested, I cannot pay attention. Like, you know, I was very average in school. Like I wasn't, you know, I just, I'm not the school type. I'm not the book smart type. Right. Um, 
So, so I was like, you know what, what am I going to do? Beauty school. I thought that was like the most fastest, um, you know, schooling that I can do that I could afford and, and, and be able to pay for myself. So I went to beauty school. Um, I started off with women's hair. Uh, I started doing makeup and I did all the things. Um, and then later in my career, I realized I really hate doing women's hair. So I got into men's hair and then I went back to school and I got my barber license. Uh, and then I was a barber for like five years after that. So in that whole time frame was like a 10 year career and I loved it. I did great. I was um, a top lady barber in, in Orange County. I had my own salon suite in Newport Beach with an ocean view. So I was, it was great. Amazing. It was beautiful. But I was still working nights. I was still bartending. And, you know, I was about to, at this point, I'm about to hit my 30s. So I just knew, you know, being on my feet, using my hands for eight, nine hours a day, just to come home, rest and go bartend, you know, at night. um, I just remember thinking like, there is so much more in life that I could be doing right now. Mm -hmm. Like I, I am meant for so much more than this life. Like, is this it? Is this what is going to, so I was like, I need to make a change. As time went by, I got the idea of real estate from my clientele because my clientele were very, very high end. They were doctors and lawyers and entrepreneurs and real estate investors. And they told me, cause I, you know, when, when you have a, when you're a hairstylist, you're also a therapist, right? So you build 100%. these relationships. Yeah. <laughs> so you build these relationships with your clientele. Um, and you guys get really close and you become friends. So, you know, over time, my clientele, you know, were, I, I noticed a pattern, multiple mm-hmm. of them started telling me, you should look into like real estate. And I'm like, huh? What? <laughs> That is so random, like real estate. I'm like, like, I don't have a laptop. Like I'm not like no one in my family is involved in real estate. Only my, my mom and uh, excuse me, my stepmom and my dad own like two houses. Everyone else is like, you know, below average, um, Mm -hmm. middle-class well, below middle-class section eight housing Mm -hmm. where, um, you know, you know, they get government assistance basically. So no one in my family is like, you know, so, um, I'm like, you know what, let me get my license, got my license. And I kind of took it as a sign because I took the test one time and I passed. Mm. I'm not a test taker and this a hard test. Right. So it was like, okay. Let's uh, let's get a job now. So I started assisting a high top, um, a high producer, and um, one thing led to another. I started making money I've never seen before, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, okay, it is time to move on. So I slowly started, you know, giving away my clientele, which was very bittersweet, and I finally got to a place where. Um, you know, I could let go of my night job. This was after season one of selling the OC came out mm-hmm. um, and opportunities and doors started opening. So I didn't have to bartend anymore. You don't know how happy I was to get back in bed by 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. <laughs> no, so, I, I can imagine. Yeah. So I was really happy to have like a routine and it was just really nice. So 
just, yeah, one thing led to another. I was, um, I ended up uh, assisting uh, a top producer on a team. And then after about a year or so, um, then I became an agent. And mm-hmm. in six months in, I get a message from the um, the producers of Selling Sunset. And I'm like, huh? This is <laughs> this is spam. <laughs> and then they were persistent. Then they found my email, emailed me, and I was like, oh wow, I think this is real. And then I started entertaining it, went through the whole process, which was during COVID. Okay. So everything was super delayed. It took like probably probably like six months or something to go through the whole process. So oh, it wow. took a while. Okay. Yeah. Probably longer actually, because I didn't hear from them for months. Um, and then they randomly came out of the blue, um, back and asked me for photos of me and my son. And I'm just like, wait, what you guys are still going through the process <laughs> anyways. So in my head, I was thinking there's no way like I would get casted. And let me tell you why, because if you watch selling sunset, mm-hmm. you're going to, you're going to immediately compare. Right. So I, I watched selling sunset just to see what I was signing up for. Mm-hmm. And these women are stunning and tall and blonde and skinny and like Victoria's Secret models. And I'm here, a whole short, you know, five, two brown and tatted. (laughs) So I was like, me? And then anyways, so I ended up getting casted and the rest was history. And so crazy how, how life can just change like that, you know? (laughs) I mean, but it also, it also says something like for you as a, as you know a person in general to be like how do i weigh this like do i do i do this like is like this is is this real and then once you find out that it's real it's like do i make that step what is that going to do and like would it would it be a flop but there, i'm sure there were so many questions in your head mm. before you stepped into it so i guess um my next question for you would be like any other reality show was this real is this real like what were yeah. we, what we, what we're watching on the show is this whole dynamic of you guys and selling these houses is this real short answer yes yeah. uh-huh. it uh-huh. is very real in the in the sense of drama mm-hmm. um and um wh- I, i'm t- <laughs> i'm too honest um it, the drama is real and but some of the uh the homes and things like that the way they get these listings aren't always real but I won't go into that uh too deep (laughs) I don't want to piss anyone (laughs) up yeah but um you know to kind of weigh in a little bit more about what you just said yeah Yeah. I mean I gave you the short version of how I got on the show but um I when I first got the offer, I actually said no, because I'm so loyal. I was doing so good on my team. Mm. And I knew that me leaving would cause a problem because I was very valuable to them. Mm. And I respected them because they took me under their wing and they taught me everything I know. So when I asked them, do I need to leave my brokerage? They said, well, yeah, you would have to join the Oppenheim group. And I said, no. And then as months went by, things started happening at my brokerage that I was at already that made me question 
maybe uh-huh. it is time for me to move on. So then I started entertaining that idea. And when I, you know, got casted and I knew it was time for me to leave, when I told them for the first time, the main guy that we had a team, so we had a team lead. Yep. He he told me the worst things. Hmm. The the one that really stung me the most was said he said you're barely making it here what makes you think you're gonna make it there and then that I immediately knew that I was making the right decision when he said that to me so I said okay I'm gonna show you Mm -hmm. I'm gonna show you just watch and you're gonna watch me do it on tv A hundred percent. And I think, and I, and you a hundred percent showed him. And I feel like, I guess, you know, my next question for you would be when, when you had that moment of selling that first house, right. What did that Mm -hmm. feel like? Because I mean, like any, like any real estate agent, their first house, you know, is a big deal, but I think in your circumstance, especially selling in California, like the house is a good show. So what was, what was that? What did that feel like? It it felt so like good. Mm. Trust me, it feels really, really, really good. But I'm also really hard on myself because right after I celebrated for probably five minutes and was like, okay, I'm ready for my next one, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so so but it just felt amazing because my last brokerage, the reason why I was closing one to two deals a month is because my my uh, team was paying for a lead generator. So they were giving us leads. Mm-hmm. We got less commission, but we were getting pretty much guaranteed leads. And all we had to do was close them. And I'm a closer. So that wasn't a problem. Right. Um, but the, of course, they had very high expectations. And what I closing one or two deals a month wasn't as good as the main producer, which was closing, you know, six, seven a month. So that's what he meant by saying, you're barely making it here. I'm like, dude, I'm making so much money. What? Anyways, but, mm-hmm. um, but it, it was nice, you know, and to now it's tough. It's, it's difficult. It's hard because Jason doesn't provide a lead generator. He doesn't give us business. We have to go out there and get it ourselves. Yep. And I don't have a team. I don't have a partner to give me listings like, you know, some of the cast members, I won't name who, but they're given everything and I have to go out there and actually get it. But like you said, I'm a hustler. That's what I do. So, you know, it works for me. Uh, Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think that it also proves something for you as a person, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. somebody can easily give you what you need. But for mm-hmm. that person that, that they're not going to give it to you, I'm going to, like you just said, I'm going to show you and I'm going to do it even bigger. Mm-hmm. So I really like admire that in you a hundred percent. And I know that the show in general has, has made you grow into other avenues as well, like a public speaker and now in bringing back your podcast. So I kind of want to talk about your podcast because first of all, welcome to the podcasting community because <laughs> it's a special community, I have to say. And yeah. what, what, first of all, what made you want to bring it back as you were saying? So, um, 
I was already in that world way before Netflix came into the picture. So I, you know, it was really like around 2019. I I started, um, you know, getting on stages, not, not keynote speaking, more like being on panels and things like that, kind of sharing my story. Um, And then, you know, just being in that environment, then I started meeting all the right people. Then I started like traveling with them and going to all these major events, things like that. Then I started a podcast, which I was able to get really, really good guests on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 2020 came around and I was probably like, you know, 80% of the world that put their life on pause and then went through this dark, deep, depression Mm -hmm. of what's going to happen, you know, things like that. Not that I was afraid of what was going to happen in the world, but I started going down this deep, dark hole of what's actually happening in the world with the government and, and the, uh, the sickness, all the things. Right. So Mm -hmm. we won't get into that, but, um, you know, I got way too involved mentally and emotionally into what was going on in the world. Mm. And I just kind of shrunk myself a little bit. I stopped the podcast. I stopped doing things that I should have been doing. And I kind of went into this like depression a little bit. So, and when I started my podcast was also the time that I got my license and started at my new brokerage and they were not supportive of my podcast. They're like, you're wasting your time. You need to focus on the um, your work here and just stop the podcast. And I didn't have any support from anyone. So um, that too was a little bit of like, you know, a bump in the road. And then Netflix happened and I realized that it was a gift from God to give me a platform um, saying, you need to put yourself out there. <laughs> God was saying, you need to put yourself out there. You need to continue to tell people your story. You need to help as many people as, as possible. And I'm going to put you on Netflix and you're going to use the gifts that I gave you. Um, and yeah, so then I was like, okay, it's, it's time for me to get back out there. And, um, you know, I started gaining my confidence back after season one came out. It was kind of a, it was hard for me because it was a new experience and I was getting, you know, mostly love, but the hate was pretty intense. And I've never put myself out there. Imagine like sharing your, 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 your life and, and Mm -hmm. being open and being vulnerable to social media. But imagine putting all of that in front of the world to see in front of 192 countries translated in 200 languages, that's just scary. (laughs) So, yeah. So it was, you know, it was, it was, it was a new challenge for me to learn how to navigate uh, through it. But then once I just, it was only a few months after season one came out that I was kind of like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Why was I given this opportunity? And then I finally just woke up and was like, oh, now I, now I know. And it's, it's to, you know, again, it's to touch the hearts of, of people and to help them and to show them what can be done, regardless of the circumstances that you're given or the cards you're dealt. I just want to like let that breathe because that, I mean, that, 
<laughs> that everything that you just shared, like really just gave me chills. And I feel like you really, like I was saying earlier, when you, the way you showed up on the show, you really showed those women out there. So single mamas out there that they can do it too, that they can thrive. And I'm just like bringing back that, like a, one of the episodes, I think when you and Brandy were and your, and your sons were together, I think they got um, mm-hmm. that right there, just seeing two powerhouse women with their sons next to them say, I, I can build an empire, not just for myself, but for my family. How powerful mm-hmm. is that? So yeah. I, I mean, first of all, I just want to honor you and all that because that like that again, I have like chills. <laughs> um but I guess as we're kind of rounding out I guess my last question for you first of all what's next for you right other than this podcast like what what else is is next so the podcast is more because I do have like crazy connections and relationships with all types of wonderful, empowering people around the world. So it would be stupid for me not to have a, that podcast mm-hmm. uh, for people to show up and share their stories. Um, so that's just, that's for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but what the serious stuff that that I have going on really is you know, of course, with the with real estate, I think I'll, I'll always be in real estate. Um, but um, you know, being a real estate agent isn't necessarily something that I see myself doing in ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, more like the investment side of real estate is yep. really what I'm going to look into. I have a huge passion for you know remodeling interior design uh, staging and and that side of real estate, which I feel more fulfilled. I'm a, I'm a creative. Mm. Um, I, that's just who I am. I'm an artist. So that is what really fulfills me is, is, is creating something. Right. So, so eventually I want to invest into, to properties and then, you know, not necessarily like flip them and then sell them, but like remodel and get into that, that side of real estate. My son wants to become a realtor. So um, you know, he's turning 17 in, in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. So he plans to get his license as soon as he turns 18. And then of course, from there, I'll be mentoring him and training him with everything that I know. So to answer, you know, you quickly on that, I'll always be in real estate for, for probably ever, but um, I plan on writing a book Okay. Um, it, about, you know, my story. I my story is pretty crazy. It's, it's like a telenovela. So, um, (laughs) um, I also plan to have a, um, Hollywood film, a movie made, um, after my book. So my book is going to come first and then a movie is going to come after. So that's going to probably be within three years or so, depending, um, and um, just, you know, really tra- travel the world and speak more on stages. And I'm in the process of creating a coaching program. Um, and right now I have private clients that I coach, but um, I plan to open it up to the public and create a program. A community is my goal is to create a community, a safe environment. Um, you know, men are welcome, of course, but you know, I, 
I have a, I will always have this, this spot for women in particular, you know, single moms and, Mm -hmm. you know, to just, I just feel like we need more women to be put like, you know, when you go to all these events and everyone's speaking on stage, 90% of them are always men. So we, we are lacking the women the powerful women, but with, you know, a more feminine energy, bring feminine mm-hmm. energy into that world. We're, we're lacking that and we're craving that. So I want to help other women kind of step into their power and show them the way on becoming leaders, but in more in their feminine energy, if that makes sense, that could um, probably be another conversation, but it's just, we're, I want to bring in what we're lacking. So. And no, I and I feel like a hundred percent. I feel that it's definitely lacking in what I mean. I, I'm that type of person too. I love to align with you, with people like you that you know want to elevate themselves. So I do go to events and stuff like that. And oh, I I totally see more men than women. And so yeah, that's going to be incredible. I I just like guys. I'm telling you, like definitely connect with Kayla on that because that's going to be like the future. Totally. I see it. I see it. And I guess my Thank last you. question before, cause I know my listeners are going to want to like reach out to you or whatever, right? but my last question for you is when you look at your family, right? Obviously you're or you already shared that you're, you know, you're so much to get in real estate, but what is that ultimate legacy that you want to leave? Oh my goodness. That legacy. That's a great point. You know, I've never been asked that before other than, you know, you're right. Real estate is also a beautiful thing to create Mm -hmm. because you can pass it down generation after generation, Mm -hmm. which is great. But putting that aside, I think I'm the start of breaking generational curses in my family. I'm that black sheep that woke up and said that we're going to make a change Mm -hmm. and it starts with me. And then of course, passing that down to my son and blocking him from all the chaos and trauma that has been passed down generation after generation and me showing him the way, the right way, the healthy way. And for him to, you know, teach that to his kids and their kids and just being that breaking that generational curse and, and raising a generation after generation of, of light and love and confidence. And you can be and do whoever you can be, whoever you want and do whatever you want. There is no limitations and, and just giving that opportunity to them uh, to, br- to bring that down. Does that make sense? Did, did that totally. come out? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Super. Th- that was my f- first time being asked that. So thank you for that question. Of course. Of course. Um, that was, that was beautiful. So thank you. Of course. And I think what you just shared was super powerful. And I know my listeners are going to want to reach out to you, want to connect with you, want to subscribe to your podcast as well. And Please share everything that and how they can connect 
because I know they're going to want to. I'm going to put everything in the show notes. <laughs> Thank you. I'm mostly active on Instagram, uh, MS Kayla Cardona. Um, and I'm, I think I'm MS Kayla Cardona on all platforms, TikTok, uh, Twitter or X now, apparently. Yeah. Um, I think Facebook, I'm not active on those. I know I should be, but I'm not. Um, but, but I'm, am very active on my Instagram. Um, I'm, my assistant is now going through my DMS to make sure that I don't miss anybody that reaches out. So please reach me out there. That's where I will see your message more than any other platform. Um, and uh, my website is coming, but go on my Instagram. I have my link tree in my bio to keep you, keep everything all in one place. So people can find me there. I freaking love it. Kayla, I, I, I just want to thank you. I know you're busy and I know I want to, I want to thank you for taking the time and chatting with me. And I know my listeners are can't, cannot wait to connect with you. And I can't wait to see what's next for you. Like I am so excited for all the things that you have going on. And guys, if you love this episode, please share it on your socials and we will tag you. We'll show you back some love, but Kayla, thank you so much. Truly. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Guys, I'm super excited to announce that I just launched an online clothing boutique called Bella Mel Boutique in honor of my sister who passed away from cancer. The clothing in there right now is incredible. The wholesalers that I'm that I'm going to have in there are being very strategic. Um, they're going to be very special, near and dear to my heart as well. So please check out the website, bellamelboutique.com and check the Instagram page, Bella Mel Boutique. And I can't wait for you guys to see it.